Do 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 Kate Mary! You binge watch your average Netflix show and you just want to talk to someone about it. We need to talk to someone about it. We need to talk to someone about Louis. Kate! Hello! Hello, Mary! How's democracy working for you, lovely? Mary, I've never had more faith in the democratic system as a whole. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Um, I was really excited to talk about circus today and it's um quasi-political kind of commentary, um, not so much left and right commentary, but definitely commentary on how the the system of government um, is meant to, or representative democracy, I suppose, is meant to work. <laughs> Um, as usual, Blue is going deep. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I'm not sure I am so excited anymore. You're still very much in camp democracy. Well, I'm always in camp democracy and I think, uh, my faith in democracy has been radically improved, um, over the last, uh, couple of weeks, um, with our friends in the United States having Many reasons um, to celebrate welcoming in their um, president-elect and hopefully from January uh, we'll start to see, I don't know, uh, it's almost like the big glass of milk we all need after four years of um, <laughs> a little bit of crazy. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Um, the episode Circus O' Mary, this episode was actually brought out the same day as the Queensland elections. So uh, we have three tiers of government in Australia. There's a federal government um, and then there's state governments which look after things like schools and hospitals. Um, and then we have local governments which look after it's like rates and roads. Um, what's the other R? There's another R in there. Rates, rubbish. roads and rubbish. <laughs> Appropriately, rubbish yes. and sometimes circuses. <laughs> No, all levels are responsible for circuses, I think, is the general consensus. <laughs> Look, uh, definitely. I, I think um, anyone that is even a little bit familiar with the Australian political landscape uh, knows that it is a broad church. Um, one thing that I have been intensely grateful for, though, is that we do have fair, free, compulsory elections. Why are these signs in the park? It's voting day. What's voting day? We have to pick one of these people to be the boss. Because government is us. It's collectively making decisions together. And the more we can explain that to people, you know, that that actually there's quite a lot of things that need a collective approach, like responding to pandemics and um, things like that, uh, that, you know, I think it'll lower the level of cynicism around it yeah well look uh you've you've done a good sell on the theory of government kate but um (laughs) but how they do it i guess is where it gets contentious and also who gets to decide what so where this episode starts whose call is it whether or not we eat dodgy mushrooms (laughs) oh mushrooms hey don't touch those mate they might be dodgy because that's where Bingo starts this episode, being a bit peeved that she's being told what to do. Um, I feel like Circus is the perfect kind of sequel to 
granddad having kind of grappled with those ideas that we discussed of um personal freedoms versus the collective good we're mm. now we're now seeing it play out on a more community-wide level I suppose once Bluey's friends get involved and they're suddenly running their own circus yeah um but yeah it was just such a cute way into it um the healer families walk along the uh, what do they call that kind of the the hustings or where you kind of get serially harassed by all (laughs) the people who want you to vote for them before you actually get to the voting booth. It's Um, a very familiar scene. I mean, yeah, right from being very little, I remember like going to our local primary schools on election days. Oh, don't pick that one. I don't like his smile. Pick her. She's got earrings. Before we get more into plot, Kate, I really want to just uh, stop and acknowledge um, something about circus here because it's very well documented that we aren't the biggest fans of Peppa Pig, but we know <laughs> um, the Bluey creator Joe Brum is. Mm. And I'm going to make think the call. I we can appreciate that- it as an art form, but, Look, you know, it's, it's so annoying. <laughs> and there's some well, great Peppa Pig moments like Glitter. I've recently saw the episode Glitter. Have you seen that one, Mary? Oh, Ringing Bells. Uh, yeah. It's basically got like like uh, Mrs. Gazelle. Uh, Madame. Madame Gazelle. Gazelle. And she goes to like the safe in the wall to enter like the five levels of code to get to this like one <laughs> tiny vial of glitter. And in the next scene, like everything is covered in glitter. And I was like, that is genius. Uh, like Relatable. Yeah. So relatable. It's like as soon as um, the glitter comes out, it's over. That is a very good episode. But the episode I'm thinking of is International Day where oh, all the yes. kids have to dress as different countries of the world and then they it's all like the UN have on a fight steroids. in the yeah. Um and I think it's actually Madame Gazelle who um delivers the classic line, Children, is do you think this is how the countries of the world behave? And Pepper, who's being France, so obviously pretty antagonistic, is uh, like, Yeah, don't they? <laughs> um <laughs> So, yeah, in my mind, Peppa Pig's International Day episode was like the signing of the Magna Carta so the circus (laughs) episode could like get its democracy sausage on and um, I am prepared to, yeah, credit Peppa Pig for sort of blazing this trail, I reckon. (laughs) Oh, I hate being told what to do. I know, mate, but sometimes you just have to... Hey, Bluey, come and play circus. Hey, circus! Australian elections are quite fun, I think, though, because, you know, there is a sort of community barbecue feel to the day. Like you usually see mates in the line and wherever you are voting, there's usually a charity sausage sizzle running for the school or the kindy or wherever you are. Um, Yeah. um, Like good um, cake store maps usually spring up. Like there's whole apps dedicated to where you can get a good sausage on election day. The democracy sausage is a thing in Australia. (laughs) Yes. Which, yeah, is definitely my, well, usually my highlight of election day, um, depending on how democracy is working, as we say. Uh, But uh, one eagle-eyed viewer, Pete, tipped us off to watch this episode and look out for Bandit when he's getting his democracy sausage because it's rare to see this, but his tail is wagging wildly (laughs) and usually it's the kids' tails that wag, but Mm. uh, Bandit clearly um, knows which side of his uh, white bread is buttered when it comes to a democracy (laughs) sausage and he is all about it. Look, it's my 
don't sort out the dog park situation, they're never going to get re-elected. Kind of looked maybe a bit like a sheepdog dad figure on the barbecue. Is that Mackenzie's dad or...? I would have thought so. Well, Mackenzie was pl- was there mm. playing as well. So, um, and yeah, we know that, that he was likely. very into the barbecue from Spy Game. So <laughs> true. Mm. Good to know. Uh, Bandit isn't interfering with his sausage cooking um, at this point. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I know the actual school that looked like the inspiration was named on Bluey locations. So it's. Uh, Hilda Road State School in the Gap, which um, mm. is where a lot of site inspiration seems to come from for the team. Okay, what is everyone? I'll be a circus lion and I want to run away back to the jungle. One bit of detail that I love is when the kids all run off to play circus, um, it's the big kind of black seed pods from the Poinciana that are mm. creating the circus ring that they use. And I'm not sure what it is that Bingo picks up to be the popcorn, but um, but yeah, that was just so flashback to childhood, just kind of utilising things that fall <laughs> off trees for any and every purpose. Especially um, when you're not and- near a proper playground, right? It's kind of like every like stick or rock for themselves. <laughs> you kind of <laughs> yes. use that ingenuity to pretend. So, Kate, the game gets started um, and they're going to play circus, but how does Bluey become the ringleader? Like, democracy or just, see, like, elections <laughs> just seem a bit all too easy here. <laughs> yeah, it really does seem um, uh, like she naturally gravitates towards that role. And we have seen that in previous sort of episodes. I'm thinking particularly um, shops um, where she's kind of calling uh, you know, the action as she would like it to play out. Um, I mean, Mackenzie invites her into play in the first place, but yeah, it does seem that she just naturally starts finding out what people want to do. I'm pretty impressed, I have to say. Oh, she's nailing it. Like every act she announced, she's, um, she's consultative, which mm. is, what you want, I suppose. Um, luckily, she seems to get unanimous uh, unanimous responses for all her consultation uh, in the early stages. So, well, except what a, what a nice pliable little electric. <laughs> yeah, she she can't force Coco and Mackenzie to get married, but that's probably a good thing as well. Um, I'm chalking that up as a win for democracy. <laughs> Yeah, poor Coco. I felt, you know, is this the start of a little bit of uh, Coco McKenzie romance, do you think? Well, it doesn't seem to be reciprocated. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you, <laughs> poor Coco. I think she's going to be a bit crushed because um, we haven't recapped Barky Boats yet, but there seems to be, you know, a hint that Bluey and McKenzie um, might go sailing down the little river of life together mm. um in that episode uh you know and, you and don't want to read too much we did things. see uh <laughs> Mackenzie was uh dreaming of Bluey dreaming or- about Bluey or vice versa yeah mm. that's the jury's still sort of out on that one but um they're only six at the end of the day <laughs> 
I've got two words for you, Mary. Jean-Luc. <laughs> anyway. Well, look, who knows? Perhaps once uh, once Bluey is uh, Prime Minister, as she is clearly destined to be, she'll uh, <laughs> she'll do some international diplomacy um, and come across a, a President Jean-Luc somewhere along the way. <laughs> Welcome to the circus. Our first act today will be... Um, what should our first act be? So Bluey <laughs> definitely... Um, seems to be nailing this leadership thing. I, I love how Bingo decides she is the audience, so Bluey can't tell her what to do. I mean, I kind of feel like maybe that's the media, um, you know, yeah. sort of the the voyeuristic, um, you know, watching everything unfold with popcorn and and taking it all in and. Uh, laughing inappropriately at, at um, people stuffing up, um, potentially. I don't know. Um, oh, I reckon the media or even um, even a pretty fair chunk of the um, electorate, I reckon, <laughs> seems to very happy. You know, it's maybe bingo is the era of social media where everyone's running commentary. <laughs> And just um, getting bingo the popcorn be, out. Uh, yeah, like Bingo's <laughs> not not really stirring the pot too much, but um, she seems to be a good little audience member in the main. But yeah, yeah, it's hard to know what this is saying about the the rights <laughs> and uh, responsibilities of the commentariat. But at least she doesn't start throwing things. I guess so that is it true. Could be worse. Yeah. <laughs> She's not helping. She's not hindering either. So you know, we'll we'll take that on balance. Um, meanwhile, um, you know, Mackenzie is the lion tamer of Honey, who's playing the lion. Uh, <laughs> um, loving that dynamic because <laughs> Honey finally sort of gets to show her her more fearsome colours. Um, <laughs> mild mannered beagle by day, fearsome uh, lion by night. <laughs> Um, the, the moment where Mackenzie, uh, steals her or is, is offering her the treat on the nose and her Mm. eyebrows are just sky high is, um, a little animation highlight for me of this episode. It's just the most adorable thing. (laughs) (laughs) And then you've got Coco cartwheeling in the background beautifully, I have to say. Jump, lazy lion. Husband, be kind to your lion. I'm not your husband. And then we pan over to the other side of the oval or like nearby and we have a new character. Mary, tell me about seeing Hercules and can you describe him for people who may not have seen this episode yet? Well, Hercules is playing with uh, little Winton who um, we know Winton as a very obedient breed and also, I guess, a pretty small one. Uh, but Hercules is gigantic in comparison and he's bigger than all the other kids as well. Um, he's a kid that you would call a fridge. Like, you know, yeah. like, there's always <laughs> yes. a couple. To be fair, Will is probably that kid except he's just very tall and long at the moment. But, um, yeah, there's always one kid that's just head and shoulders above all the others in the class and they're a bit built you know they're they're hefty they're hefty you wouldn't want to be running into them at full force on a footy pitch or something like that Uh, or vice versa um Mm. but yeah they're not clear what hercules is there was a few ideas that he might be a saint bernard but um possibly not shaggy enough or rescuey enough Mm. um in 2001 uh the guinness book of records did 
credit the biggest dog in the world as a uh, giant mastiff, um, and his name was Hercules. So possibly uh, something along those lines. But um, the main thing to know about Hercules is he wants to play motorbikes, which involves roaming around and jumping other kids, um, or Winton in this Winton. case. Hercules, can I have a turn as a motorbike yet? No, you're my jump. But being a jump is boring. Just do as you're told or you're not playing, okay? Okay. So, yeah, I guess we're meant to take away that he's kind of the big bully. Mm. Um, and we don't really get the backstory of why that's the case. But um, as he joins the circus game, uh, the other kids, and especially Bingo, who's nailed her colours that she doesn't want to be told what to do, mm. are pretty anti-Hercules. Yeah. We're playing circus. No, we're playing motorbikes. You can all be my jumps. You can't tell us what to play. Like, I thought the way that they reacted was actually quite um, good. Uh, You know, bingo seemed to be quite assertive, but they kind of get steamrolled, which, to be fair, happens probably quite a lot (laughs) Um, in democracy in general. You know, you get the loud people who um, tend to be heard a bit perhaps more than other parties, but uh, democracy wins, I would say. (laughs) This is a bit boring. Yeah, let's run away. No. Stop that. You can play with us if you like, but you have to play suckers. To me, it was a bit more kind of nuanced than that because Bingo was so determined not to be told what to do. She does end up kind of telling Hercules what to do and, Hmm. you know, kind of has that moment of realisation, well, why does he have to do what I tell him, but I do want him to? So how do you kind of balance those rights? Mm. Um, but luckily, <laughs> that's where Bluey comes in, I guess. We all just need that Bluey in our life to sort it out for us. <laughs> oh, don't be so silly. Hmm? Come on, you're just in time. We need a muscle man to help save our lion tamer. Do as you're told, you stinky lion. And I think, like, if you look to more recent leaders like Jacinda Ardern and Julia Gillard and um, even Barack Obama in um, America, we're not saying that any of these people are totally perfect or not flawed, but I think what we have seen these people be able to achieve is to take situations where there have been deep divisions or in some cases, uh, hostile um, people, and they've been able to find compromise and solutions and, you know, use that power of influence to actually affect quite dramatic changes. Um, And that, I think, is what Bluey is really bringing to the table here. She's using those, um, you know, calming and influencing powers really assertively and gently um, to be able to get all parties back on side and working towards a common goal. So if that ain't democracy, I don't know what. (laughs) Well, based on this episode, uh, Bluey has a much better strike rate than any of those other names you mentioned, Kate. Um, (laughs) Yes, Bluey for Prime Minister. But I guess what she's taps into with Hercules is, well, People want to contribute. They want to be, you know, have a role in the democracy. Um, so 
yeah, she finds him a role and he can't argue with that. He is the perfect strongman. You're not a meanie. You're a good little one. It's you who's the meanie. Me? Yes, you. <laughs> Have you ever read How to Win Friends and Influence People, Mary? Because I feel oh. like Bluey may have studied that book. <laughs> She's been swatting up. Yeah. Well, um, even things like, you know, allowing, allowing people to save face and um, giving people a good reputation to live up to as well. You know, she instantly looks for the good. She talks to people about their strengths and skills um, and then, you know, allows them to to build on that as well. Yeah, there's a whole lot of techniques um, that she's really beautifully and gently doing here, which I think is impressive for a seven-minute children's show. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, Probably much easier to script when, like you say, yeah, the, the rest of us apart from Bluey and even Bluey uh, herself on occasion are flawed, but you know, it makes me think back to Hillary's campaign when in a moment of frustration, she, or maybe it was uh, deliberate, I don't know. Um, but she labeled the Trump supporters the deplorables. And instead mm. of, yeah, looking for the best when you, when you're pretty much saying you are the worst and look, some people are the worst. It's true. But, um, but give that label and yeah, it's pretty much licensed to run with it, isn't it? Which, you still see that being thrown around like loud and proud on, on the social medias and things like that. Um, it's the opposite of looking for the best and it mm. doesn't seem to work very well. You can't tell us what to play. Yes, I can. Now lie down, jumps. No, I don't think it does. And, I mean, even listening to President-elect Joe Biden's speech uh, the other day, and he was talking about the soul of America and um, how it's now a time to heal. Um, if you, I've been listening to this amazing podcast series lately, Mary. I think you'd really love it. It's called mm-hmm. It Was Said, and it's by um, Pulitzer Prize-winning um, historian John Meacham, and he goes through um, some of the most incredible um, speeches in American history. So, for example, Martin Luther King and Robert Kennedy and um, Barack Obama, I think there's one from him, and John F. Kennedy. Um, but going through these amazing speeches and what they all sort of um, show, I guess, is uh, how the power of words can really appeal to people's better selves or to their darkest demons. And I think being able to capitalise on fear is really easy. Um, Being able to sort of think, okay, this isn't just about me, this is about my community, this is about um, things other than myself. That's a whole other function really that, you know, we can't do if we're feeling afraid. And I think the thing that I took a lot of heart from in the election recently was it seems like there's a lot of people in America who are, are sick of that fear narrative and they they care about the people around them and they really care about, you know, they want to look out for each other, you know, and they, they want their leader to have that approach too. I was so glued to the election coverage, Mary. I don't know about you, but I- I'm getting that vibe. No, oh. and I absolutely was as well. Um, <laughs> so much so that, yeah, it was being discussed in our house so much 
that I think even before this episode aired, um, Bon was asking, you know, what what is the election? And I think I almost kind of used the same line as Chile, where it's you get to pick the boss. And mm. it's been an interesting exercise in kind of, um, yeah, how you talk to kids about that kind of thing because, yeah, I kind of want Bond to be open-minded. I certainly didn't want to say, you know, go to our usual discussion of the goodies and the baddies because most <laughs> things do get broken down to goodies and baddies. Yeah. Um, but where we landed was sort of talking about, well, we vote for the person who wants to help the people who need the most help. Um, mm. So that's how we decide who we vote for in the election. And he was he was happy with that. Um, he, you know, he wasn't happy to not have it broken down to baddies. He always wants I, to I know who the baddies people are. People yelling, socialists, socialists. <laughs> like. <laughs> but but yeah, he was prepared to believe that yeah, some people need more help than others, and the best boss is the one that wants to help the most people. Um, yeah, like obviously, this episode sort of didn't go into into who you vote for, like the reasons why you might uh, vote for the best boss. But um, it kind of, it did play out in the game the kids played, I think. Mommy, can I play with you? Oh, um, can we play circus with us? Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. And look, this is, this is relevant in lots of areas of life. It's not just political. I mean, um, business-wise, if you've got a bad boss, God, it's draining, isn't it? You just... Mm. You really can relate to, uh, you know, that scene with Bingo yeah. and Bingo and Winton all just sort of on their backs looking around at each other going, what are we doing? What is oh. going on? Do you think um, there's going to be a sequel episode about how to stage a violent uprising for um <laughs> for those sorts of life situations that kids might face? All peaceful protests, I think, here, Mary, uh-huh, and, yeah, and yeah. Um, you know, capitalising on that assertive um, vibe, I think, uh, you know, we don't need to um, have anything other than the power of words in this democracy. I did wonder about that as uh, Hercules seeks his um, vengeance. Maybe it's not vengeance. Maybe it's um, state-sanctioned interference um, on (laughs) the bad lion tamer, uh, Mackenzie. (laughs) It did, like, almost seem slightly violent, but luckily, I guess, Mackenzie coped okay with being spun around Hercules' head. (laughs) Surely that's just how sheepdogs run anyway, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, they're used to going in circles. That's a good point. Okay, no, I think everyone was fine. Um, (laughs) So the the game ended happily, um, but I really liked the final kind of observation as the family leave the voting centre as well, Kate, that Bluey asks, if she can wipe the sauce from her democracy sausage on her fur. Um, and Chili has a pretty philosophical response. Yeah, go on. It's a free country. Do you think that's kind of Joe Brum saying, look, you know, I've given my political piece here, but it is a free country. You can take it or leave it. Yeah, I reckon. Uh, I think um, Bluey would be loath to get too deeply political on anything. I think its languages are love, empathy and kindness. Um, I think that just the political climate globally, I think, has never felt more like a circus than in the last, I don't know, what, 18 months particularly? (laughs) 
music, Kate? Circus music? <laughs> was that what you were getting from this? Yeah, I was getting some circus music. I mean, uh, I was very impressed that there was um, heavy use of clarinet because clarinet is my original instrument of choice and I love it. Uh, so that was very exciting. It kind of had that sort of jaunty vaudeville vibe for me. Um, mm. Interestingly, um, you know, we've talked about literal music and while this is an original composition, um, you know, as the the scene is getting more and more chaotic, the music is getting faster and more staccato. And staccato means the notes are getting shorter. So when you're playing a lot of notes very fast and very brief, it kind of it makes you feel a bit more tense. It's like um, really building that feeling of um, tension behind the scenes. And then when we see that uh, resolution of Hercules being sort of um, brought into the fold by Bluey, there is a real shift from that clarinet, which has been quite frantic, to um, more strings. It's very uh, legato, we say, which means um, the music is very smooth. And that kind of um, represents, I guess, uh, the the action on screen being a lot more smooth and flowing too. Um, and so that means that the notes are longer and, yeah, they run all together. So you do feel that sense of calm at the end when Bluey comes over to Hercules and, you know, makes him part of the game. Um, so I think, again, it's it's always very clever. I thought it was very cute having the sort of the circusy vaudeville vibe, really bored into that feeling of, um, yeah, like kind of Barnum and Bailey-esque, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, sort of that days of yore. And, look, nostalgia, there is a political tool that so many parties try and leverage. <laughs> So and, yeah. and it's coming back as well, though, because I feel like circus, you know, the past few years, circus films and circus music have been very on trend. I guess I'm thinking The Greatest Showman and also um, the uh, the live action Dumbo really, oh, yeah. uh, you know, had those things front and centre. Haven't seen live action Dumbo, but I watched The Greatest Showman fairly recently, actually. Like now that I'm not working, I all of a sudden have all this extra time in my day because I never watch TV normally. Yeah, it was good. I really liked it. I can't believe it got kind of panned when it first got released. Like I can believe it because, you know, musicals. Did it? I thought everyone raved about it, whereas I don't like it so much. Really? Interesting. Yeah, I thought I was going against the grain. Perhaps some... Perhaps we just both want to be the underdog. That's a really quality <laughs> thing, Kate. Um, I've got uh, We Know That Now that's a bit lengthy because every recap we've done so far, I've meant to mention it and haven't got there. Oh, the yes. Bluey movie posters are back, which oh, yes. makes my heart so happy. Um, they've been popping up on social media. Um, for the episodes we've recapped, uh, Seesaw is out there um, mm-hmm. by Chris Bennett, um, one of the animation team. Have you seen that one, Kate? Do you want to guess uh, – what film it's based on. Oh, God, I have seen it and I can't remember. Um, you'll have to tell me. It was very left field, um, but Monsters, Inc., um, because oh, yeah. little Pom Pom uh, cuts a very Mike Wazowski figure 
and then <laughs> Bandit is Big Blue Sully. Um, oh. So that was very cute. Um, granddad would not uh, have had that, but anyway, yeah. Well, it, it doesn't really. It's more about the image than it is about the actual plot or name, I suppose. Yeah. Then Granddad that we recapped had a great uh, poster by Jake um, Bressanello, who also did the Sleepy Time poster uh, that is just a stunner. Um, and that was based. This Granddad one was based on Predator. Mm. Um, which I think we that film we discussed at length in our recap, so it was good to see it come to life on the poster as well. <laughs> and then um, our last week episode, Kate Ice Cream, um, was by Got to Be Done favorite um, Costa Casab, and it was La La Land, which was just gorgeous. Yeah, that is it was beautiful. Um, yeah, and you know that swirling beautiful dance. Um, Definitely had uh, Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone qualities. Actually, um, leveraging that, Mary, uh, we know that now. I think we had talked previously about um, the Gosling-Mendez family just because of their uh, bulldozer parenting style. I can't remember. Oh, the episode yeah. Okay, that rings a bell. Yeah, but Eva Mendes recently did an article um, or an interview saying that they were binge-watching Bluey and absolutely <laughs> loved it. So oh, it is good. getting massive traction in the in the States and clearly among the celebrity elite. So, um, yeah, it's only a matter of time before we've got Ryan Gosling as a guest, I'm sure of it. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, also, uh, have we said yet? Um, I can't remember if we got across it, but um, talking of musical hits, um, Hamilton writer Lynn uh, Manuel. Uh, does he have another name? Yes, he does. Um, it's Lynn something <laughs> Manuel Miranda. Lynn yeah. Manuel Miranda. Yeah, yeah. Um, after uh, his Hamilton hit the Disney Plus app. He did a list of everything. He was binging on Disney and Bluey made the cut. So, wow. yeah, that, that is some um, celebrity punching power right that there. That's yeah. awesome. Hey, okay, very quickly, Kate, one final we know that now um, that leads nicely into mailbag, actually. We oh, heard yeah. from um, listener Justin who um, has been binging us recently um, that – uh, off the back of Escape, we talked about um, where the name Jerry Lee, the butler, might have come from. Oh, yes. And he said that um, the police dog in the Jim Belushi 80s cop comedy K-9 was named Jerry Lee. No um, way. Which makes perfect sense. I'm sure I haven't seen the movie, I must admit. Um, there was a real string of movies in the 80s with, like, police uh, cop duos, I feel like, or at least one other than this. So, um, so yeah, Justin, uh, had that hot tip, which seems pretty plausible. I love it. Yeah. That's um, definitely very, it's the most ludo thing I've ever heard. Absolutely. So are we just waiting for Turner and Hooch, the police dogs? Yeah. Oh, that's the other one. Sure. Episode? <laughs> Surely it's coming. How has there not been a, is, is, I take it Hooch is the dog. 
Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Good. Um, but anyway, Justin um, also said um, his wife and his son um, and himself discovered Bluey at the start of the year and have been hooked. Justin's actually blind and he was stoked when he found ABC doing audio description for um, vision impaired viewers, yes. um, which he puts in inverted commas. Um, so yeah, that's, that's only been going a few months, I think, and is of it's great to hear that's being appreciated because it does sound like an amazing uh, kind of addition to Bluey that um, you can turn on the audio description and sort of have described what's going on. That's but amazing. Justin did note that we describe a lot more of what's going on than the audio description. So <laughs> um, you're welcome, Justin. Um, but he also said that, yeah, his son, Toby has real is two and has really gotten on to so many bluey games and there's lots of um pretending spoons and water bottles are heavy um Aww. at dinner time and lots of asparagus as well. So yeah, hi to Justin and his mob on the Gold Coast. And uh one final thing that Justin said was that um he listened to the bonus episode with Blake when we talked about cinematic uh bluey and yes. Um, yeah, he loved that, uh, Blake was using that line from the karate kid, the, uh, the magic to fix things, yeah. <laughs> which, yeah, I'm still loving and have been using as well. So, um, if you're wondering what on earth that's all about, definitely go back and listen to that episode. But yeah, Justin said he sort of does similar things. He sings the Blue Shadows song, um, from the Three Amigos as a lullaby to Toby. Um, yeah, lots of loveliness in that note. So thank you for getting in touch, Justin. One last one, Mary. Who was your most valuable player for this episode? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, Bluey for Prime Minister, yes. But actually, I think, um, it was the slightly discontent voter Coco who was prepared to put her sort of scotched uh, romantic aspirations aside and still help Mackenzie when he uh, came down dizzy at the end of the episode. That that really worked <laughs> for me. What about you? Um, well, I think Bluey is probably the standout performer in in this episode, but I did love how Bingo very calmly and assertively stood up to Hercules. So I think it might even be bingo. Yeah, but I'm the audience, so you can't tell me what to do. If you want to nominate your MVP of this or any episode, um, get in touch. We're at BlueyPod on Insta, at BlueyPodcast on Twitter, got to be done, the Bluey podcast on uh, Facebook. It's a mouthful. And you can just email like Justin did, uh, blueypod at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. It helps other people find us. Kate, I would vote for you. Um, I would vote thanks for you. You are my MVP every so time. So much fun. <laughs> um, I'll see you next week. But in the meantime, it's got to be, be done. done. Bye. Can I be a clown instead? I can do this.